Hello. Okay. Hello. Here we go. Second time. It wasn't any easier. <laughs> we we still spent a good 15 minutes dicking around trying to figure out. Actually, right before this happened, Courtney said, do I press record or play? Or play. I don't know. How am I supposed to know? I'm just not that good. <sighs> but I'm Courtney. I'm Kelly. And we are two girls in Ohio. Uh, just talking about... Some stuff we hope you think is interesting, too. Like famous people and like stuff. Like famous people, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, how was your day? How was your week? It was, we were calling it the week from hell. Oh, good. <laughs> actually, good. my work. Okay. Um, we were just very understaffed. We actually, we had four employees go on the same vacation. Oh, okay. Because they're all part of a church, the same church. Okay. And I was like, well, next year I'm going to need to go talk to this church leader and be like, hey, listen, this is really inconvenient for me. So Sorry you're doing something good, but, like, save it for later. Um, <laughs> do it individually. No, no one has time for this group bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah. What about your week? No, I feel like when the weather turns, they turn into tiny psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Like, just something comes out of the kids and they're just... Um, When's your last day of school? June 5th. If you guys can't tell, we're both in education, Mm -hmm. so we both work with kids. very rewarding. So rewarding. Like, if anything, I'm changing lives. (laughs) All the yelling I do is totally worth it. (laughs) So worth it. No, for real. We both love it a lot, but it is hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we have have two new people that we're going to talk about this week. So I will go first. Well, wait, but I have to tell you why you go first. Oh, yeah, tell me why. So first of all, in true Kelly fashion, I told everybody I know about this podcast and made them go listen to it. Mm -hmm. In true Courtney fashion, she told her boyfriend and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my mom listened to it. She did? To which I first, I was like, hey, mom. I cuss in it, just so you know. And she texts me back and goes, WTF? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, she's cool with it. Okay. She was like, I cuss too sometimes. And I was like, cool, mom. But then she <laughs> texted me and was like, I didn't finish it, I'll finish it later, but it sounds good. And I was like, okay. And then when I saw her in person, she goes, I never finished it later. I didn't realize it'd be like an hour because that's really long. You guys can talk a lot. And she goes, and I felt bad. I never got to listen to Courtney. I just like stopped after yours. So make Courtney go first next time and I'll only listen to hers. <laughs> that seems right. Yep. So, All right, well, Gail, this hey, is Gail. for you. <laughs> Courtney's going to go first. Okay. Um, so last week when you did um, Tiger Woods, it prompted me like to this whole other world of people that we could talk about. So... It got me thinking of, like, who do we have in Ohio that has been really interesting? Ooh. Local. Local. <laughs> Actually, both of mine are. Um, it is Johnny Manziel. <gasps> yeah, He's such a disaster. So, <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good one. He's such a mess. Okay, so. Johnny Football. Johnny Football. Tell me about him. I read so much about him, and, like, I kind of regret it. You know what I really wish, <sighs> though, that I just want to start with? I really wish he was cuter. Yeah, he's not, though. No. Mm-mm. He kind of looks like a... Bold dog. No. <laughs> I was going to say, like, a in-shape Charlie Brown. Oh, yes. Can you see it? I could see that. 
I don't know. Like his face is just very like plain looking. Pumpkin-y. Like you can <laughs> pumpkin-y. Yeah. <laughs> like you could lose it in a crowd. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So Johnny Manziel is actually younger than us. Um, of course he is. He, is, he was born December 6, 2000, or 2000, <laughs> 1992. Oh, he's Maggie's age. Uh, so he, was, he actually came from immigrants from, oh. uh, he's just a couple generations in from that. Um, but they quickly prospered in Texas, and they got all of their money from oil. So, not mm. to be stereotypical, but um, he comes from, like, <laughs> oil money in Texas. So, whatever. It's a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. So, so he was well off, always. Like, before always. he was in the NFL? Yeah. Well, that explains yeah, a lot. Yeah, I assume that, like, it was built up over a, just a couple generations, and then his family probably was just born into it as yeah. well. Yeah, I'm making assumptions, of course. Um, he played sports. It's what you're best at. Uh, assumptions. Uh, he played sports, baseball, and football, and he was really good at both of them. Which most people that are athletic, like they're just athletic. You can yeah. play a sport; it's not a big deal. Um, but he was thought to be like really, really good. Everyone talked about him. Um, they immediately were like, "Okay, this kid's crazy good." Uh, he played varsity football as a freshman, and we all know that that's like, oh my gosh. Uh, he started his sophomore year varsity, mm-hmm. so I mean, he was he was good. Um, he didn't he didn't start quarterback though. He played another position. It wasn't until so like when he went later on in his career, they didn't really know what he was gonna like pick to be because it, he wasn't like clear defined when he was in high school. Um, so he actually got like all the awards you can think of yeah. his senior year when he played football. That's when he got the name Mr. Texas Football. He was named Mr. Texas Football. Like what? <laughs> Whatever. Sounds that made would up. be a thing. There was like so Sounds many awards that up. sounded so made up, and that was the dumbest one. So I picked it and wrote it down. I was like, that's really dumb. Um, so he had like every every thing you can think of, like. All Texas, blah blah blah. He won I bet every he had, like, award. A fucking trophy room. Oh, too. for sure had a trophy room. <laughs> Ew. So um, that was in 2010. He was heavily recruited. Like it, everybody wanted him. Um, it, they named all the big schools, and it was. I mean, it's kind of impressive when you go back and and look at it. It was schools like. Um, Baylor, Colorado State, Iowa, Oregon, Stanford. I mean, Wyoming. So he must have been, like, a little smart, too, dare maybe. I say? I, I don't know about that. I don't that. know, but maybe. I don't know. Maybe when you're that good, they don't care. They're just they're recruiting you. Well, you're, okay, you're that good, and yeah. you're white, and you're rich. Yeah, So, like, maybe it. you don't need to be smart. Yeah, not because usually. Because the world just doesn't care. No. No, yeah. not at all. Mm-hmm. So he grew up Texas. He grew up Longhorns, but they actually didn't offer him a scholarship. Ha! So he ended up going to Texas A&M um, on an athletic scholarship. And this is when his troubles begin. <laughs> he wasn't a good boy in college? No, no, no. Aw, Johnny. Wait, where did I put it? So... In 2012, so he's just getting 
into college and like getting on the scene, we all understand what the culture is like at most big universities. You're going to be drinking, you're going to be being obnoxious, but the key is like not to be the most obnoxious. Like, <laughs> don't ju- draw attention don't to yourself. Don't draw that. <laughs> don't be the most ass in the room. Like, just like tone it down a little bit. Well, he was the biggest ass in the room and he got arrested for disorderly conduct. Um, he had fake IDs, but like he got caught doing all of it. So whatever. Be smarter. Be smarter. Okay. So then he, he's playing and like, he's doing okay at Texas A&M. They, it's kind of when the wishy-washy starts happening. Like they think he's a really good player, but then he does weird stuff that they're like, why would someone that's that athletic, like go waste it and go get arrested? Like, right. It's very weird. Um, So, in 2013, he's still in college. Um, He draws attention to himself about his behavior off the field. That's, like, when people were like, okay, this kid is doing way too much for how old he is. So, he, before the draft starts, college is over, or he decides to go to the NFL. And... He won, what did he win? Um... Yeah, he was the Heisman winner. Yeah, as a freshman. Yeah. And then he, did he win it again or no? No. No? Okay. So, yeah, he's good. But it was a big deal that he was big, a freshman. huge deal. Okay. But he's starting to act like an ass. Right. Not, maybe not starting. He could have yeah. been this all along. Yeah. Um, so, he decides to go into the draft and they are predicting that um, he is going to be like one of the highest draft picks, whatever. Well, then... They're going both sides of it. Like, the stuff I read talks about that before the draft, he was the most uncertain, high-profile draft pick. Some people were saying that he is undraftable. Some people are saying, like, he's so amazing, how could you pass him up? So it was a complete, like, split in the road. No one could agree. No, and it was like a wild card. Well, it's probably because he was talented, but if he's going to act like that, do you want to waste your high pick on that? Correct. Like, he's young and dumb still, clearly, Mm -hmm. with way too much money and things at his disposal to not really care yeah so he goes in the first round but it's not till pick 22 so they were he was thinking that he was going to be drafted way way quicker than that yeah but the browns the cleveland browns good old brownies they picked him they couldn't resist a natural shit show they were like bring it here So, in 2014, round one, pick 22, they picked Johnny Manziel. And everyone in Cleveland thought this was the greatest thing. They were so excited. Really? Yes. Don't, do you remember it? Max wasn't happy. Well, Max is smart. <laughs> so. Are you saying people in Cleveland are not smart? I'm saying that maybe they were far off promises. Yes, I think um, Cleveland fans can be what's the word? Um, Naive, idealistic. Like, oh, this person's gonna save everything we're doing. Ye- oh, you know? of course. Well, yeah, we have terrible. We have Johnny Football. Yeah. It's in his name. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. He. They called him Johnny Football. Who does that? It's weird. Um, so whatever. So he's drafted. Um, they, and he also has coaches like at that time saying that they don't want to work with him because he's arrogant and they don't like the way he he does things. So it's already being said like, no, we don't want him because we think he's a jerk. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) So 
the it's August. He gets drafted in January. It's August. He's fined $12,000 immediately for flipping off the fans from a preseason game. You have do you remember that? Solid. Yes, cool, cool. Classy. Great choice. Super classy. So, it was a preseason loss and flipped everybody off. $12,000. Um he is not named the starting quarterback that season. <laughs> no. So Brian Who was? Ho- Brian Hoyer. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, he was he was a nice man. Yeah, uh, I mean he wholesome. was just like a solid. Yeah, like he's a nice guy. Nothing great, no. but like he wasn't flipping fans no, off. No, so. no, no, no. So you win again. Just don't be the biggest. Don't ass. be the biggest. Ass. Like that man probably never thought he'd be the starting quarterback, no. and then he was like because he had Johnny Football on his team. Right. Yeah. So, okay, so that's in August. So, in November, something happens with Brian. There's just, there's so much information. I'm skimming over it. Um, in November of 2014, that's when he scored his first touchdown as, in the NFL. So, okay. that's like, whatever. Good job. Um, so, he is starting, he plays for them for a little bit and like, we're super desperate, but we all know the Browns don't win. Um... So overall, he plays for the Browns. Overall, he completes 18 of the 35 passes. Um, and this is the season that Browns, the Browns start to question his commitment to the team. Um, they're seeing behavior that they're not excited about. Mm-hmm. So 2015. Well, I have a, well, I have a, a side, yeah. side story yeah. there real quick. Yeah. So Colleen. One of our friends, she was up in Cleveland once for a game <laughs> and went out afterwards with a few of her friends and they saw him at a club. Mm. And he was like up in the VIP section, mm-hmm. just like acting like an idiot, like asking all these girls to come up. So like they get pulled up there. Colleen hated it because she hates anyone who seems entitled. Mm-hmm. So he was like only offering the champagne to certain people. So like, of course, which I could totally be butchering the story and I'm sure Colleen Whatever. will tell me if I am, yeah. but you know, it's a good it's pretend good. story yeah. even if it is. As my dad says, no good story, um, if it's not worth embellishing, it's not worth telling. So True. Um, that like he was like offering the champagne to only certain people and whatever, and Colleen was like, fuck you, I don't want your champagne. Like all this like and she like left the VIP section and just started talking to these other dudes because she was like, That's so annoying. I don't want to be up there. Like he's so gross. And she just said he was like super drunk and like not nice at all. So so that's probably what the Cleveland people were talking about, where you don't seem very focused on football. Perfect sense. And he's out in Cleveland, which there's yes. absolutely nothing wrong with going out and, you know, whatever. You're still a person. But maybe don't be, like, belligerently drunk and then rude to people. Correct. <laughs> Just a thought. So 2015 rolls around. Um, and in the off season, he has an incident at a golf tournament where people are heckling him. And he just, like, kind of loses his shit about it. <laughs> cool. He seems like a sore loser. Yeah, like a big old like, baby. Yeah, like poor sport. Yes. Yeah. yeah, which, I mean, which makes sense because he's been given everything. He's been, his head is huge. They called yeah. him Johnny Football. And he, I mean. And he was Charlie Brown. It's a huge head. He has a huge head. <laughs> what do they want? And the trophy room. And the trophy room. That didn't do good he for He for sure either. has a trophy for room. For sure. I'm going to have to Google pictures. <laughs> trophy room <laughs> that'll be on our instagram page like that'll be the picture i post when we johnny Mansell's trophy room. trophy room i want pictures of it um so then this is when like the bizarre stuff starts to happen so um he was not chosen to be the starter in 2015 
Um, but in November, the team's quarterback, uh, Brian Hoyer, he was hurt. So Manziel was named the starter after that. Uh, he was shitty, too. They still didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> what? And it was like bad losses, too. It was like 0 to 30. Like, it was just <laughs> terrible. I was like, oh, my God. Um, so this, though, is when, like, the weird stuff happened. This is when Manziel was pulled over and he was in the car fighting with his girlfriend mm. at the time. But, like, they had been drinking earlier in the day. And the thing was bizarre because people called the cops on them because they were, like, standing <laughs> – because they must have passed them on the road. And, like, she was outside of the car at the time. And I, she, he was, like – I believe, like, throwing things out the window at her. Like, must have been her shit. Yeah. Throwing it back at her. Um just weird stuff. So then he is investigated for domestic violence. Like that the NFL like comes out and says Ooh. we're investigating you for domestic violence. Um so in 2016 the Browns released him. Mm. So all of this stuff happens, basically doesn't do anything good for himself. He does not stay out of the limelight. He does not try and like go do some charity work like dude on a Saturday, go over to the Boys and Girls Club and, like, get yourself some positive feedback. Or go to rehab or, or something. Or go to rehab, buddy. Clearly an alcoholic. Yeah, like, do something positive for yourself. But he doesn't. So the Browns release him just saying, like, he doesn't align. He's under investigation. Like, we don't want him anymore. So this so this is just kind of the afterthought of, like, this is kind of how the, the sadness starts in his life. <laughs> So it's already been a little sad. It already has. So, and I'll go through this quick because it's not fun. Um, in December 2017, so the Browns release him um, that next year. He is approved to play in the Canadian Football League. Oh, okay. Okay. So everyone's like, oh, okay. He took a break. He really, he still really didn't stay out of the media. He was still doing too much, but he goes to Canada to try and play in their league. Um, they order him to see a therapist weekly and he has to take some sort of test i'm assuming it was a drug test weekly mm-hmm. well he stopped showing up for his appointments um and so the canadian football league eventually is like no <laughs> no Aww. no thank you wow that's like pure rejection yeah it was like no no we're not gonna do that anymore like they this the statement was like nice and clean basically just like we don't want you here anymore because you're not doing like what we ask Mm -hmm. fair so then in 2018 he went to pro day for the nfl under texas a&m still huh Um, you could do that right i kind of thought once you were done you were just like done right so okay no, no no sorry i screwed that up so he went to pro day for the nfl that's when he struck the deal for the canadian league but, oh, it, but okay. that didn't work out. Sorry, I'm okay. reading from my paper and getting ahead of myself. Um, but it didn't work out because he started to miss meetings. He wasn't showing up to his therapy, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, right. So here, the end of it is, <laughs> in 2019, he was trying to go in to the Alliance of American Football. What's that? Some shitty league. I don't know. I'm assuming it's a shitty league. Some, I, I don't even. Like arena really football? Have, I, I think he tried to play arena football, but I don't think this was even that. Oh, wow. Which somebody, someone's screaming at me right now because I don't know sports. But <laughs> um, he got a concussion during the first game mm. and he was done. So moral of the story is this sweet, sweet angel 
kind of got what was coming to him. Yeah. I heard, um, but again, this could just be not true either, but I heard him and Drake were like good friends. They are. It's on his Wikipedia page. Okay. That him and Drake are friends. Yeah. Well, A, I kind of just see that. Like, I don't know why. I think Drake's probably a cool guy, but yeah, like, I think Drake's probably like a good human, but I could see him thinking Johnny Manziel's like super cool and like, yeah, I'm going to hang out with Johnny Manziel. And then when he went to the Canadian League, I was like, oh yeah, he totally hung out with Drake up in Canada. I'm wondering if he also has like that caliber of friends because he had so much money. Yeah, probably. Like, he could actually keep up with them. It's not like he was relying on them to, like, pay so for So what's stuff. he doing now? Nothing? Um, nothing. No, he, he basically... from his concussion? Yeah, basically, like, gave, gave it up wow. because it was not so many Well, you courses. know, I'd feel bad, except for his family's extremely wealthy, and he'll probably end up doing something with that. <laughs> Charlie Brown! Doesn't he look like oh Charlie Brown? Gosh. That picture's awful. That's awful. Wow. So... It's interesting. I like to see how how people. That's a big fall though, because uh, I, Johnny Football, he was a big deal. He was huge. Yeah. Yeah. He ha, the world was his oyster. Not to say that Cleveland, I, that kind of stunk that he had to go there because clearly the team wasn't yeah. going to be what he needed it to be around him. But he certainly didn't have to be an ass and no. like drink and be abusive and do all that other stuff too. No. So. That kind of stinks, but wah, wah. Wah, wah. that's Johnny Manziel. Well, I feel like I said, I feel like a lot of that is like entitlement and like him just probably growing up wealthy and feeling like he deserved things. Oh, of course. And it's just, it's been crazy to me to see how entitlement shapes people, and it's not, and it's not always surprisingly like wealthy white people that still have those same feelings of entitlement. And I think yeah. it's super interesting to see how that like plays into their personality and how like they're shaped as an adult with yeah. that sense as a kid. Well, like I said, he probably is never even going to really learn a true lesson in it all because he probably is still fine somewhere. Maybe I did read some articles from what's the big sports network sports ESPN ESPN. Wow. Wow. <laughs> It's Friday and it's been, you know, my brain hurts. Um, hell week. It's hell been hell week. week. Um, they said after he uh, was going in the Canadian League, he said he learned a lot because he understood that you get out of it what you put in. He said, hey, I wasn't ready to play in the NFL. Oh. So, I mean, okay. he does have moments okay. of clarity, it I seems like. I see you, Johnny. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that was years ago now. Yeah. And nothing seems really to have changed. Hmm. But I think that same girlfriend has stuck by his side at least what for a while, huh? Yeah, I don't. Is get she pretty? It. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Nice vacations. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Oil money. Oil money. Um. Good. Good job. Thanks. Who are you doing? Okay, so interesting. My person's from Texas, too. Oh, weird. Yeah, and there's oil money involved. <gasps> Texas. What are the odds? You know who's in Texas right now? What? Kate. Kate Sisson. She's Why? In Texas. They're visiting friends. Are you allowed to say people's first and last Ooh. names on this? <laughs> She's one person that wouldn't care. She would welcome it. <laughs> Maybe we'll figure out how to bleep that out I mean, good luck understanding what I actually said. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> But yeah, they're they're in Texas right now, and they are like having the time of their lives. That's a place I would like to go. 
I've never been there. I've been there for like layovers, but Max has gone. He went to Austin and then he's been to Dallas because his friend Joe lives there. Yeah. He likes it. It seems fun. Yeah. Seems like they have a lot of places to like eat, hang out. It's, I mean, same. I've heard Austin's a lot like Columbus. They're like compared a lot. Um, Rachel Hollis just moved there, so clearly I want to go there because I love her. And um, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Mm-hmm. Love them. Yeah, that'd be really cool to go to their mm-hmm. place. I've heard that that place is cool. Let's put that on our list. Let's Michelle go there. went there. Really? Yeah. She went Don't there with say her last name. I won't do it. <laughs> Gosh. But yeah, we should go there. Okay. Okay, who are you um, doing? I'm doing Anna Nicole Smith. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. Okay. Um, I don't even really know what made me think of her. <laughs> I just, it's, well, what really it is, is like when I was thinking about people that kind of like had a total fallout, I mean, she had, took her life, so obviously it's a big fallout there, but... Um, I just didn't even know how she even got famous to begin with because like we were kind of so young when it all happened that I just remember the like shit show. I have no, like I had no idea no, I like, where she even came from. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'll look into it. But okay, I want to start with two truths and a lie. Okay. So you have to guess. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. So two of these things are true. One's a lie. Okay. One is, so Anna Nicole Smith's not her real name. It was okay. like a stage name. Okay. Her real name, last name, is the same as my maiden name. Okay. She actually did not get a boob job. hmm And she was a Playboy bunny. I don't think she was ever a Playboy bunny. She was a Playboy bunny. She was. Yeah. She did get a boob job. <laughs> oh. I said she didn't get oh, a boob job. Oh, she didn't get a boob job. Yeah. Oh, I was tricky there. You did. Yeah. That was tricky. Trickster. Tricky. Um, but yeah, so she was born um, Vicky Lynn Hogan. Huh. I wonder if we were related. Yeah, for sure. Any of those Hogans out there down in Texas, you let me know. <laughs> um, so she was born in Mejia, Texas, which is like a really, really small, small Texas town. Mm-hmm. Um. She dropped out of high school at 15. Oh, jeez. And she married at 19 and had her first child. And she worked at like a Kentucky Fried Chicken type place, like deep fried chicken, and she married the chef there. Um, Are they called chefs? I don't know. <laughs> fry cook. She married the fry cook. Okay, thank you. Um, she divor- They divorced after one year. Shocking. It didn't work. Mm. Um, but she had her son, Daniel, and that was like the light of her oh, life. Oh, okay. Um, so then they moved to Houston, and she started working at a topless bar. Mm. Her mom was actually a sheriff's deputy. Hmm. I should have used that in my two truths in a while. Yeah, that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. one. Yeah. Um, hindsight, you know, whatever. Um... And she came to the bar and was like, you absolutely can't have that girl working here, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't listen and she kept working. Um, well, she had to have been like 21 by this point. No. Oh. It said that she was, she wasn't even old enough to 10 bar. But okay, she could so dance she topless. 20. Yeah. Okay. Which is crazy to me. That's gross. You can't serve people drinks, but you can you dance can, naked. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> America. America. Um, so it was in this club that in 1991, an 86-year-old man named J. Howard Marshall in a wheelchair came to that club. He was very sad after his wife died, and he went there to just feel better, and he found Vicki Lynn Hogan, 
And he, well, now she's Vicky Lynn Smith because the first guy she married was Smith. So that's where Smith came from. What a name, though. Vicky Lynn Smith. Um, and he basically just becomes obsessed with her and takes her in and they start dating. Okay. 86 years old. Okay. In a wheelchair. Okay. And she can't drink yet. <laughs> nope. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so he takes very good care of her and Daniel, buys them a house, um, all these lavish gifts, like just totally taking care of her. Um, she submits all these photos to a playboy. She always wanted to be a playboy bunny. She gets there, you know, she kind of does her shoot. She's kind of getting famous, whatever. Um, in 1994, she gets married to J. Howard Marshall. So they were together for three years before they got married. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I know. Kind of a while. It is. It's yeah. a, a bit interesting. Yeah. Um. Can you imagine? Like, ew. They dude, they had like ew sex and stuff. Ew. Yeah. Did they though? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know either. Ew. Yeah. Gross. That's like older than your grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. So her career starts to really take off. She becomes Playmate of the Year. Um, she then starts to model for guest jeans, and that's what makes her really famous. She had huge bulletin boards everywhere oh. in, like, the mid-90s. I didn't know that. In guest jeans. Okay. She was really gorgeous. Like, if you go back and look before, like, she completely lost it. Yeah. She was, like, very, she was huh. very Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Looking. Yeah. Um, at age 27, she started in some of the movies in Hollywood. Um... It is alleged that J. Howard Marshall ended up spending over $12 million on her throughout their whole relationship. That's really not, I mean, like on houses and stuff too? I mean, yeah. obviously $12 million is a lot, but it's like not a ton. <laughs> Jeez, what kind of cash do you got? You holding back you on me? so much money. <laughs> but the course of their relationship. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. The guy had to have been crazy loaded. Yes. Well, yeah. he was the oil guy. Ah. Uh. Um, probably good friends with the Manzels. Manzels. Absolutely. <laughs> they're probably next door neighbors. Yeah, they're names. Yeah. Um, so after 14 months of marriage, he dies. And she is not in the will. Okay. Yeah. Dead. Big slap in the face there. Ouch. Yeah. But she Rough. does have $12 million worth of shit. She sure does. <laughs> to which the lawyer of, so his son, who's 61. <laughs> So still too old for oh, her to marry. Oh my god! His son, who is sixty-one, um, she sues him and is like, "No, half of it's mine. Like I was married to him." And his lawyer um, was basically like, "You have twelve million dollars, which for a normal human would be enough to like." And it's not like you aren't doing anything. Like you're a model. Like you clearly right. have stuff going. on. You make on. an income as well. Yeah. Um. So this is when her crazy. Well, there's like crazy videos of them like at the house before he died together, like riding ATVs and like she gave him this picture for Christmas of her in like a Santa outfit and like lingerie and like all this stuff. So like it was never really like a normal situation, clearly. But um, she wore her wedding dress to his funeral. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Right. What? How insane is that? Well, they did two funerals. The son had a funeral, a normal one, probably. With and then she had family. her own funeral where she wore her wedding dress. Was his body there? 
I need I don't to know, know that. These are I'm gonna I need to know that. Yes. Well, I don't know. The they talked about how there's like a very iconic picture of her in her wedding dress standing over the casket. Okay. But I don't know if his body was in it. Oh, you're right. Because she seems crazy enough that she would just put have a casket up casket. front. <laughs> so I can stand there by it and look <laughs> this sad. This is a show. Oh um, no. So I mean, yeah. If you're wearing your wedding dress, I even put "wore wedding dress at funeral!" exclamation point because no. I just wanted to really hit home how insane I think that is. Um, although it gives me an idea. If Max were to die tomorrow, maybe I just have my outfit Toss it for on, that wedding. <laughs> Toss it on. Um, so she sued for half of his money and she said that she was entitled to it. It was hers. Um, she files for bankruptcy in California <laughs> that she has no money somehow. Um, and the court awards her half of his money, half a billion dollars. So in California, she's awarded the money, but then in Texas, there's still the lawsuit with the son. Mm-hmm. So she's not been paid anything yet. Um, the whole thing's televised. The lawsuit lasts six months. Um, and like... There's just a bunch of funny clips from it. Like, the lawyer was asking Anna Nicole, which the whole thing was, like, a huge show. Like, she was sobbing with, like, tissues the whole time. And the one guy was like, it's estimated you spend $100,000 a week. How do you do that? And this is a quote from her. She's like, I mean, there's shoes, makeup, gowns. It's very expensive to be me. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And she was crying as she said this. Um, Man. The lawyer was like, "Are you have you been taking acting acting lessons or whatever?" And there's like a famous part where she was like, "Screw you, Rusty." That was the lawyer's name right after that. And the lawyer said, like, even to this day, he'll like be on an airplane, like putting his bag up somewhere, and someone from the back of the plane will be like, "Screw you, Rusty," <laughs> and he's like, "I find it funny." But. Um, so she lost in Texas, but then she went to the Supreme Court. Wow. I know. So, like, literally in history, like, how many cases make it to the Supreme Court? She, she got all the way up there, not in front of like around. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And how was she? Folk. How did she have the money to keep fighting, fighting it? Maybe she, she have, finally like, some, used her twelve million dollars worth of shit. I don't know something. Um, so it just got appealed over and over and over again. She never saw any money. Um, in 2002, she started her reality TV show. This is when I start to remember her from like when we were okay, younger, younger, the Anna Nicole show. Yes, yes, yes. Um, on E! And it was the highest ratings that E! had ever had. This once is they before Kardashians. Yes, it was. It was like one of the first reality shows. Um, like the only other one that was on was like the Osbournes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's on E! too? Um, I think Osbournes was MTV. Okay. So I think this was E's like, okay. oh, we're going to take somebody we're like that, that and do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, obvious substance abuse. Like, mm. homegirl is falling over slurring words in every single scene of the entire show. Mm. Um, the cast is um, her lawyer and friend, Howard K. Stern, and then um, her son, Daniel, and then a few of other people. And her son is like... Doesn't really want to be in it. Like, you can tell he, like, feels bad for her. She's gained a lot of weight. She doesn't look good anymore. Um, And it's just, like, really embarrassing. Like, the highlight reel from this is a... Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it is. Um, So, the drugs that she's abusing are um, prescription drugs. So, she never did, like... Street corner, back alley, whatever. Yeah. It was all prescription stuff, which she said after her breast surgery, she had like really bad back problems. Which again, like, oh boohoo, you made your breasts so huge, huge. that now you have back problems. But, like, of course. Know. Yeah. 
Um, she starts dating a photographer named Larry Burkhead, who they met on the set of her show. Okay. Um, so they dated in secret for a long time because he could just disguise as a photographer. Like, he'd go everywhere with her, but it just mm. looked like he was, like, a part of her entourage. Um, she almost OD'd on prescription drugs um, during her show, and it got canceled in 2004. She gave an interview to where she's talking about how she, like, took herself to the hospital, and then she, like, remembers waking up, and they were like, you almost died. And she was like, it was very scary. It, like, obviously wasn't okay. So, like, her battle with prescription drugs was very, very bad. Wow. Um, so after her thing got canceled, she trimmed down, she did the music video for Kanye, the, um, mm. the tuck your tummy, yeah. run, do your sit-ups, like that one. Yeah. She was in that one. Um, she was the spokesperson for Trim Spa. Yeah, I remember that. Trim Spa, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then in 2004, she did an American Music Award appearance to which she, like, came out and, like was supposed to hand out the award or, like, introduce somebody. Oh, holy hell. Like, like no one talked to her before she went out? No. No oh, one knew. God. Or, or it was just, like, it was no one cared because everyone thought it was funny. Like, here was this person obviously crying for help, and everyone was just like, ha-ha, look, look at, at that dumb person yeah. having a hard time. But it was bad. Like, she was slurring her words, could barely stand up, like, making no sense. Wow. Like, if I was the producer, I would have been like, and cut to camera three somewhere else. Like, yeah. get this train wreck off of whatever. But, um, so her, she's 37 now. She has her private relationship with Larry Burkhead. She's very controlling of him. He almost leaves her a few times. And then she finally tells him she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. So she's like, you're going to feel really dumb if you leave. I'm pregnant. Um, six months into her pregnancy, she leaves him and goes to the Bahamas with Howard K. Stern. And the baby is born in the Bahamas on September 7th of 2006. She sells the footage to Entertainment Tonight for $1 million of her child being born. And Larry Burkhead said that's how he had to watch his baby being born was on TV. Are we talking about the Howard Stern, like famous Howard Stern? I think so, but I didn't look that up, but I should have looked that up. No, but I think just, it ha like It has to be, right? So the only, <laughs> we're going to sound so dumb, but the only reason I think maybe it's not is because they kept saying Howard K. Stern, which I feel like if it was just Howard Stern, they would have just said Howard, Howard Stern. Stern. But he did look kind of familiar. Yeah, Google that real quick while I keep going. This is why we need like a producer guy on the side to oh, do this you're stuff. So right. Yeah, we need that person here. Um, so her son Daniel, who's now twenty, flies out to the Bahamas to meet his new sister. To which she named her her um, Danny Lynn. Cool. <laughs> what is wrong? So with she people? now basically has two children named the same thing. Cool. <laughs> Ew. I knew you'd love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just... <sighs> okay. Okay, find this out first. No, no, no. I'll keep going. But this is a sad thing that happens. So he gets there, Daniel. Um, they're really close, Dan and her mom. Like, all they've ever had is each other, pretty much. Um, not the same person. Not the same person. Okay, that's what I was thinking, because they were very sure to say Howard K. Stern. Okay, not the same person. But it seems like they would keep the same company, so yeah. that's... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, so Daniel visits. He falls asleep with her in the hospital bed after visiting with the baby, and then she wakes up a few hours later, and Daniel's dead. He had overdosed on prescription drugs. Her son. Her son. 
Whoa. So she is like inconsolable. She buries him in the Bahamas, which I think is interesting. Um, she tries to like climb in the casket with him. Oh. Like she is out of control, out of her mind. Not good. And has a newborn. Yes. To which she now says that Howard K. Stern is the father. Oh, of course. I knew that Not Larry was, Burkett. I knew that And even it. on her um, birth certificate, it says that her name was Danny Lynn Stern. Um, so Larry Burkhead's like, no, I'm the dad. Like, you're not. He blames Howard for, like, them breaking up and everything. A huge paternity battle happens. Um, that She's still heavily using drugs. On February 8th of 2007 at the Hard Rock Hotel in Florida, a 911 call goes out that a 39-year-old white female is dead. And later it's Anna Nicole Smith. And she had accidental overdose on prescription drugs is what it comes down to. Um, her baby is only five months old. Oh, my God. It's so, like never even knew her mom. Oh, my so God. So sad. Um, her bodyguard found her. Um, her mom... Um, Anna Nicole Smith's mom found out she died on TV. Like, just oh, watching the news. Um, so now another court battle ensues where her mom, Larry Burkhead, and Howard Stern argue over where Anna Nicole's body should be buried. Her mom wants her buried in Texas, mm-hmm. and Larry and Howard want her buried in the Bahamas with Daniel. Oh, well, I could see that. Yes. So it's a huge court battle. It goes all over this thing. The judge ends up deciding that she should be buried in Bahamas with her son. Yeah. Which I agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Because obviously they both had a very similar path, and I think her, you know, death in the end, I think, was probably... Oh. She was so sad over that. And yeah. And just didn't know what else to do. Um, the DNA test after that proves that Larry's the dad. Larry Burkhead. The photographer the boyfriend. Dad. Yes. But I bet she was so out of her mind that she probably didn't even know. Yeah. She probably had, she truly probably had no idea who the father was. Yeah, probably not. Um, Larry said that he always knew. Like, he was like, I know, I'm the dad. That's what it is. But, um, so now, um, Danny Lynn is 13 and lives with Larry outside of Louisville, Kentucky, and they just try and live a normal life, and he said... You know, he tries to tell her little bits and pieces about her mom, but, like, the good things. And she looks a lot like Anna Nicole Smith. She's a very pretty girl. She needs braces, but... Better than that. What 13-year-old doesn't? They all do. Um, Wow. And, yeah, that's her story. She died at age 39. That was a good one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I forgot, I guess, that she committed suicide, and I forgot that her son Well, they never said it was suicide. They said accidental overdose. I'm not sure what else you're doing. <laughs> if you're well, taking un yeah if you're being reckless with mm-hmm. uh, I just I mean whatever well and I also think with like her son you know like I think that was very she was clearly trying to mask pain emotional pain with those drugs which she was knowing already full using well that before. they because she almost died from it once so did she use while she was pregnant yes that's why her and Larry Burke had gotten the big fight and she went to the Bahamas. Oh. Because she he was like, You're using drugs and you're pregnant with our kid. Well, yeah, if you're that deep in it, yeah. nine months isn't gonna stop you. Right. To which the she's totally fine. Wow. So well, maybe. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really sad. She was really beautiful. If you like look back at her like old photos, but then like you gotta go watch a few of those videos of her. Or like even any clip of her reality TV show. 
it was out of control. Man. And it's also, I think it also tells the time. Yes. Like this was early 2000s when uh-huh. it really wasn't talked about. People just kept things like hush hush. Like, yeah. no, she's fine. Like, she just had too much. Yeah, like, it's she just needs to go home. Yeah, I think if that was like on reality TV show now, now, it'd be a huge thing and people would be talking about like, get that person help. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's not that way anymore. No. But it used to just be like, haha, you're our entertainment. Yeah. But that was when reality TV was starting. Yeah. And I think we didn't all really know how real it was. Like, I feel like no. everyone was like, it's still staged. It's not real. Whereas, like, now we know, like, no, they literally were just following her around with cameras as she fell on the ground outside of the supermarket. Which probably, we now know that, like, that has a negative effect on you anyways. Right. When you're in that spotlight. Yeah. Having a reality TV show about you. Weird. Man, that was good. Yeah. Man, all right. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening to us. We didn't succeed in making this one any shorter. <laughs> no, that's not true. The last one I think was like 57 minutes. Oh, okay, okay. So we're we've a solid done better. 10 we've minutes. Done better. I definitely kept it snappier. Snappy. That was my constructive feedback Keep from a few snappy. people. Keep it snappy. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. And I was like, listening. I talk too much? What? What? Never. 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 Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.